0: The Money Show. Personal finance with Warren Ingram. Thursday night. So that is Warren Ingram time here on The Money Show. Director Galileo Capital, personal financial advisor. Uh, He joins us and gives of his time so that you can better invest money and uh, that your money will give you better returns over long periods of time. And I wonder, Warren, whether or not the term of investment diversification, this thing that has been the absolute staple of any investment idea, diversification, don't put all your eggs in one basket, all of the legends, all the things our mothers taught us, all of that stuff. Um, Investment diversification, it's not working, or is it? It certainly hasn't worked as as
1: well as it should, Bruce, uh, and and th- this year in particular, um, it, it it's actually been pretty catastrophic, especially if you were a global investor. You know, one one of the things that uh, that, that we were taught in, at investment school was. You know, when when stock markets get rocky, you know uh, th- that's okay if you've got some of your money invested in bonds because those, especially you know, the big bonds of big governments, those are fairly stable things and and will give you good capital protection when, when times are bad. Uh, this time around, it's it's almost as if bonds have been performing uh, like, like shares have. You know, they've actually lost. Huge amounts of, of of money, and and the biggest economies, so, you know, the U.S. and Europe and the like, have have actually been the biggest culprits. It's their, it's their bonds that have caused the most damage in the world, uh, and and so no, di- diversification has not worked at all. In fact, the, the, this year, and and for someone like me who uh, you, you know would generally advocate, you know, having at least sort of two thirds of your investments in in a share, um, you know, whether it's shares or a share index, and and the balance in bonds or a bond index, uh, it's it's been a fairly painful experience to to watch because actually, you know, it's it's almost as if uh, everyone's telling me or the markets are telling me that actually I, I should be living upside down in Australia, you know, and <laughs> and so that, that it is painful. But but I'm not sure that it's the end of of asset class diversification, and I'm not sure we should all move to Australia and be the right way up again.
0: Now, it's interesting because uh, you know, balanced funds are, or balanced portfolios are the ideal way to go. There's an element in bonds, there's an element of cash, there's an element of shares, and you, just, you know, spread it all around and you get different geographies and different um, sectors and you you create uh, a bit of a balance, as it's called. This is supposedly supposedly the worst year for balanced portfolios in nearly 90 years, maybe more than 90 years since the Great Depression. Absolutely, you know. Um,
1: Some, so, uh, uh, you know, w- w- one of the people I love to follow um, uh, th- that gives great information on U.S. markets is Charlie Bellio, and uh, and and you know, uh, Ch- Charlie tells us that this is the worst year for a balanced portfolio since 1931, uh, and and for the the, the uh, slightly older people uh, on this show, like you, Bruce. I mean, you will remember 1931 wasn't a good year. It wasn't uh, wasn't a good time to be in the economy, and and. Uh, and, and certainly not good time for for the investment markets, uh, and, and and certainly way worse, uh, you know, economically than the conditions we we find ourselves in now. So so f- for this to be the next worst time since then is is really uh, you know a, a major change. But but I think to to, to stay on the point. Uh, is is, it, is diversification as a principle wrong? No, 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 I don't think so. You know, one of the things that that we would talk about a lot as well is, you know, you need to you need to have need to buy assets that that are offering good value, uh, and and that's been the problem with with bonds. Is it's not so much that the stock markets uh, were, were the main culprit here. What was really a, a huge problem was was government bonds. In, in especially the US and Europe and, and the UK, because they, they had basically been propped up by, by UK governments um, and UK and uh, sorry, not UK international governments and international reserve banks, you, you know, feeding a bond frenzy uh, by, by keeping interest rates extremely low. And any time that the price of bonds uh, were, were moving in directions that that those governments or reserve banks didn't like, they would simply you know, buy those bonds out. They they would actually manipulate the market uh, th- themselves, and I mean, they didn't call it that, you know, but but, but that's what they were doing. And, and so what happens is 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 you know very basically, and and obviously it's 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 very summarized, but but they create a, a condition where if you've been buying bonds up until, let's say, January last year, you were almost guaranteeing yourself return-free risk. You weren't going to get any interest on the bonds that you owned, and and they posed massive capital risk. And unfortunately, the, the, that story has now un, um, exploded. In fact, you know, the, a, a, you know, a collapse in the bond markets where you're seeing twenty, twenty-five percent losses on sure. on the capital that you put into
0: bonds. That's that <sighs> okay. is a crash. Let's, yeah, it is. A, it's a proper crash, and all asset classes have crashed. We've seen very sharp uh, uh, negative impact on all segments of markets. But then there is the most one of the most overused terms in markets. Oh, it's always darkest before the dawn. I wonder if that's true now, because the, you can bet your bottom dollar that the moment we sell out of everything, the moment we opt out of investments, there's going to be a turnaround, because at some point we get to a, a place of capitulation and a point of collapse where people just can't cope anymore with the uncertainty, and they sell and rather cash in. It's a normal cycle of things, and I wonder how close we are to that point and a possible turnaround in sentiment, not only here, but worldwide well i think um,
1: you know you're right capitulation is is this the 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 the, the end of the worst and and the wonderful uh, thing about capitulation is it's really obvious to see w- once it's once it's happened, w- once it's over, and, and things are getting better again. Unfortunately, very hard to see in in, in you know w- w- while you're in it. So so I, I think it's um, you know for me anecdotally one of the best measures is is re- reading the the headlines of the international publications, especially the Americans. Uh, you know, and, and looking at uh, you know especially things like Bloomberg Business Week. It's my my absolute favorite because they they are a fantastic indicator. Of, of of what you'd call a contraindicator. <laughs> so if they say, uh, you know, the, the markets are going to shoot up now, then, uh, then then that's probably not a good time to be jumping into markets. And if if they say, you know, um, there, there's still a lot more bad news to come, it's probably a good time to 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 know that the capitulation has happened and and it's time to start investing. So so I think the 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 point about investing in shares or, or maybe now government bonds around the world is you don't need to time this perfectly. You don't need to be you know, making a, a massive prediction that you know we need to wait for the absolute worst of the worst and and in, in markets and and then start buying. I, I think you can you can rely on the second uh, you, you know kind of core principle, which is valuations. And when you're when you're able to lock in between four and seven percent interest rates on on you know very big government bonds uh, around the world. Then it doesn't matter if they're going to lose a little bit more value. What what you now know is that they're offering you good value now and will be good value and will deliver a, a, a decent return for you over the next 5, 10, and 15 years. And I think we could argue very much the same for for global shares as well. And, and actually, certainly South African shares would, would fall into that as well. So, so don't, you know, the, the message here can't be that you, you sit and wait for capitulation, wait for everything. To get better, and then start, uh, you know, in, investing your money, and and certainly don't pull out now if if you if you feel that sort of temptation to just throw in the towel to say nothing's ever going to get better. You know, the world's just getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, w- what you should be saying to yourself is if i'm feeling that uh, th- th- then many other people have probably made that call already and and maybe they are capitulating and maybe this is the time to find a bit of extra cash to be an investor so so i think bruce i, I mean i'm 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 i hope i never give you the, the capitulation prediction to say this is it uh, because if i do
0: um, it it probably means i've been drinking before the show but uh, and you but- but- and you're too late frankly i mean once you make the capitulation prediction it's it's often too late and and that's the thing with with most of these sorts of predictions i mean the So we're going to summarize this part of this conversation. Asset class diversification remains a strong strategy. You do need to have a mix of assets you can't now be sitting after the the year that we've had so far and going okay next year bonds are going to recover so i'm putting everything into bonds or next year property is going to be great or next year shares are going to be great industrial shares or manufacturing shares or banks are going to be great or resources are going to be great particularly platinum group metals we have no idea what's going to be great next year not a clue no idea
1: you're right. I think it's. I mean, I think at the moment you're, you're humble enough to realise that, and, and uh, th- th- then understanding that the next, the, the best thing to do thereafter, once you've w- once you've come to the stunning realisation that you can't predict and you don't know. Uh, the, the, then do what the fund managers haven't realized, you know, they, because they all believe they can predict. And and so walk away from that and say, okay, I, I stick to a good diversification strategy. I do go overweight in shares, but, you know, if you haven't had global bonds in your portfolio, it's time to start buying and, and, and not, as you said, don't go overweight and, and suddenly make that 90 percent of your portfolio because you believe you know 90 percent in bonds and 10 percent in shares is diversification that's not good either you know the, i still think the two-thirds one third you know two-third share share one third uh, bonds is not a bad idea uh, but but, uh, but just understand it's still going to be volatile it's still going to be rocky it's still going to be messy but uh, but going to be financially very rewarding if you're patient and
0: and, and stay stay within your disciplines. Okay, good. Um, Thank you, Warren. In a moment, more with Warren Ingram. Zane is calling... This is quite an interesting one because I'd never thought about this as an investment. I saw it as life support. But Zane's question. Load shedding's become a real thorn in my side. I'm seriously considering solar as a solution. But as you know, it's not cheap. Would you see this as a form of investment? Would the value added to my home and the monthly savings on electricity justify it? Good question, Zane. Is load shedding protection an investment? I have a thought. I'm sure Warren has more than one thought. In a moment. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So is protecting yourself against load shedding an investment? Does it add value to your property? Is that the way you should be looking at it, Warren? I think it's um, the answer, you know, maybe
1: two years ago was no, um, I think it was, you know, it was, as you said, it was probably more about life support and, 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 uh, uh, and the like, but, but I think now it is becoming more and more of a factor for, for potential home buyers and, and certainly home renters. It, you know, if, if more, more and more people are working from, from home, whether it's one or three or five days a week. Uh, and, and so for them, you know, and w- w- whether they own their home or, or they're looking to rent a home, uh, you, know, you know, having having load shedding protection becomes increasingly important, and and so uh, I think I'm I'm going to change my tune. You know, if someone had asked me two years ago, I would have said no, it's just a, a very good idea. But but now I think it does become more and more financially rewarding. Uh, you know, simply because you know you probably won't lose too much on 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 the capital that you put into that when you sell the house. And if anything, I do think it will it will give your your house uh you know an extra extra value. Uh and the, the one caveat though is is understand that uh you need, you need to do this really selectively. You know, don't don't go over the top. So so you know, when you do the research, what you'll find is to, to take yourself completely off the grid, you know, to be completely self-sufficient uh, fr- from batteries and solar and and the like is is enormously expensive, but, but but to get to the point where you can where where you can provide, let's say, you know, eighty to ninety percent of, of your house's power, power requirements in load shedding is, is way cheaper, and, and so that would be the the one thing I would I would I would start out with and. And then, secondly, you know, if you're a Zane uh, in, in, in looking to make this a financial decision, you, you need to understand that your best financial decision is actually to put solar geysers on first before you do anything else, because actually that's where you cut your electricity costs by about half, if if, if my numbers are correct, uh, and and then you know your your power requirements for for your house are, are certainly a lot less if if water is taken care of by by the sun, so i think it is it is an important financial calculation the the hugely frustrating thing is that the municipalities are incredibly backward i, I mean i think the first one to actually start offering some kind of uh, you know payback to to people who want to put power back into the grid from their houses is, is cape town if you look at the tariffs that they're offering you they're absolutely pathetic uh, i mean there is no other way to describe it as far as i'm concerned so so the the reason is the municipalities will um you know make more money by selling electricity to you that's how they make a lot of money for themselves. So they're not going to make it lucrative for home buyers to put electricity back to the grid uh, at a fair price. So so it's never going to be rewarding from that point of view. It will just be slightly helpful. But last point on that will be, you you know, certainly electricity prices are not going down anytime soon, whether you buy them from ESCOM Direct or municipalities. So to protect yourself from future inflation on on electricity costs as well, when you actually are getting it from the grid, uh, you know, solar does become more and more uh, viable, but I think don't, don't don't be driven by ego and, and, and take your house off the grid, um, and expect that to be financially rewarding. I think that's going to be
0: hugely expensive. I, I would look at it slightly differently, and I'm, I, I take your economic arguments very uh, you know, absolutely. But there's another very very important factor here, and that is peace of mind. Um, and uh, and how much of your day is dominated by being really miserable? and losing focus and losing energy and losing the will to actually carry on by the fact that you've got two bouts of four hours of load shedding or two hours of load shedding a day, generally at the times where you're trying to put your kids to bed or cook a meal for kids or get them up, especially on cold, dark winters mornings. It's that sort of destructive psychological impact of a loss of electricity that is, to my mind, worth spending the money to protect yourself from. Because then if you've got a stable electricity supply and you can ride the load shedding, it's almost as if it doesn't exist in your little bubble and you're able then to focus on what really matters. I would say that's worth its weight in gold, Warren. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's
1: return on life and it's a, you know, a brilliant, <laughs> uh, a, a br- brilliant summary and, and, you know, and especially for, for people, uh, you know, parents with, with kids, I mean, there, there's no, there's no chance if kids need to be doing homework and the, and the like. Uh, that, that that you're you know you're you're telling them to go and play outside in summer and you know hide under the duvet in winter. It you you need to make a plan. Uh, and and I think we just need to be realistic. You know the, the, the problem the ESCOM problem, uh I mean there is no one that's sort of reasonable in this whole thing that says that the problem goes away in anything shorter than 18 months and, and probably 24 months is more realistic. And we know prices will go up at least once or twice in that time. Uh, and, and so it's solve the problem yourself. You know, we, we pay for private security most people that if they can afford it they pay for pay for private education this is one of those things where if you've got the financial means insulate yourself from municipal and government incompetence and 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 take the frustration levels way down
0: it, it is a huge return on life uh, worth its weight in gold that is thank you warren ingram at galileo capital wrapping up this evening's edition here of the money show on a thursday evening